What's going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. Welcome back, guys. I am Josh Prep Igina, and I am always, always happy to be here. Uh, some housekeeping rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We want as many people to hear this that can hear this, that enjoy the sport of mixed martial arts. I love talking about it every week. Uh, no matter if it's one person or a hundred people listening, I'm here every week and I am so thankful for everyone who's here. But the one thing I ask is that you share the podcast. Um, secondly, I hope that everybody here had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Obviously, last week I recorded on Wednesday uh, before I had my Thanksgiving on Thursday and um, it was great. I really enjoyed it. A uh, lot of good food. My daughter tore up some sweet potato casserole. So that was really cute to see. I want to say that this is like her first real Thanksgiving proper. And uh, she enjoyed the hell out of it. And that's what's important to me is seeing my daughter enjoy the holidays nowadays. Uh, I pray that everybody was safe this holiday season. Uh, if you're sick, I hope that you get better. If you're not sick, I hope you don't get sick because there's so much going on in this world. Um, and it's really taken a hit on a lot of families. So from my family to yours, I wish safety and health upon you guys. Um, let's get right into it. Yes. Another weekend of mixed martial arts, obviously, a lot of small news notes, a lot of fun stories. So let's just get right into it um, with some sadness falling out again. Big UFC main events. We'll get to the one from this past weekend, but maybe the biggest, the fight maybe everybody was looking forward to, Leon Edwards versus Hazmat Shemaev is off um unfortunately leon edwards has contracted covid19 um and i hear that the case is not so mild i believe i saw an article that said in the first week he lost like 12 pounds and that sucks to hear especially for a fighter uh coming into the end of the year with so much hype big fight obviously against hazmat and to fall off at the last second, you know, Leon Edwards really just can't catch a break. Uh, so we wish you well, brother. Uh, speedy recovery. And then I'm looking forward to seeing you fight early next year. Um, something that came out of the post-fight press conference with Dana White last week that was very weird at the time um, was the talk about Yair Rodriguez. Um, a question was asked if they were going to book Yair Rodriguez against the beat once again, since the fight has fallen out so many times, you know, this injury, that injury, uh, contract disputes and so on. But Dana White gave an answer that was very cryptic. Uh, he looked over to whoever was off camera and said, uh, have we not been public about that yet? Uh, the person said, no. And then Dana White said that he doesn't think that Yair Rodriguez is going to be fighting anytime soon. Um, it was left at that. And then later on this week, 
we found out that Yair Rodriguez has been suspended for six months by USADA for um, basically not letting them know his whereabouts. So I don't know if he's hiding. Um, he's innocent until proven guilty for me. I don't know what you're trying to avoid, brother, but I hope that everything's okay. I hope that you're not in trouble with the law or anything and that we can see you fight. Obviously, Yari Rodriguez is a fantastic talent. Um, someone who, you know, got thrown to the wolves a little early, but has since shown his grit and his toughness and his skill. He's so dynamic and someone who really, really deserves to be on a higher stage. Um, and it was coming with that Zabit fight. Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff going on with that. So I hope to see him soon, man. He is so good. Like the lasting memory that I remember is obviously the knockout of the Korean zombie, which is so crazy. So that's the story with Yair Rodriguez. Another dope story that we heard this week that is just a continuation of a story we heard a few months ago was Nick Diaz's manager coming out and saying that he's 99.99999% sure that Nick Diaz's return to the octagon will happen in 2021. Dana obviously saying, you know, Nick Diaz is Nick Diaz, so you never really know what's going on. Um, I hope that it's true. Nick Diaz is always a fun fighter, so that story is another one that's on pause until next year. But I'm looking forward to seeing him, man. I hope that he's uh, in a clear headspace. He's in shape. Obviously, he's not getting any younger, so that's the one tough part. But I don't think you have to worry about conditioning with any of the Diaz brothers. Those guys could fight for days. A fun thing that I found over the holiday weekend, I was scrolling through TikTok, like I usually do, um, and I came across a person just like making a meal for his wife. So I always watch cooking stuff because I like to cook. So I cook by recipes like really well. Like you put up a recipe, I do it to a T, and it usually comes out pretty damn good. So I'm always curious. So I I see the guy and he has a UFC fight jacket on. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I look at the name and it says Keith Lee underscore 125. And I'm like, oh, damn, this is Kevin Lee's brother from Bellator. So um, if anybody hasn't seen, Keith Lee has recently became a father um, so him and his wife have a, a very young baby and she is a stay at home mom that uh, breastfeeds and, you know, does all the mom stuff. So Keith Lee does everything he has to do along with his training to help his wife, you know, ha live a comfortable life while being uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. Um, I've been there. I've seen I've seen my wife and the struggles of breastfeeding and uh, Keith Lee is doing fantastic. He's doing something that I could not do. Um, but if anybody has a chance to check out Keith Lee's TikTok, I highly recommend it. He has a ton of great recipes and it really shows how great of a person Keith Lee is, man. And honestly, with watching his TikTok, it's really have like, he's gained a new fan in me. Like 
I am blown away by the guy like just over like a small social media post like all he's doing is cooking you know but he shows a lot of personality in it um and i think bellator should really capitalize on that you know it sucks that he's coming up off a loss but i think that they should use this momentum of him you know he he kind of went viral over the weekend you know with one of his videos of him cooking you know some thanksgiving um side dish he he went a little viral and i think that bellator should use that to market him as you know this like very relatable guy who also whoops ass you know <laughs> um i'm looking forward to seeing more of keith lee like i said he has a fan in me i really really enjoyed that like i'm a dad so i take when people when other people take being a dad seriously to heart I love it and uh it was great to see him like cooking for his wife and you know while he's wrapped up with the baby like I love that so Keith Lee keep doing what you're doing man congratulations on your newfound uh fan base uh this dude's getting like hundreds of thousands of likes on every video so congratulations to him on that I hope that he can you know create a new revenue stream with that platform and the last and possibly biggest news item of the week is that multi weight class boxing champion Clarissa Shields signs with the professional fighters league for non-tournament lightweight fights now oh, this is a lot to take in because Clarissa Shields is a fantastic boxer. She's 10 and 0 in her pro career, 77 and 1 in her amateur career, two gold medals in the Olympic Games. Just what can't you say about her? She's 25 years old. She is not even in her prime yet and she's making the move right now from boxing to mixed martial arts. Now the first thing I thought of when I saw that she signed was, oh, she's trying to make a check. <laughs> and it's not, how do I say this, like, nicely? Um, obviously, the pay for women's boxers is not fantastic. You know, she has to do a lot of sponsorship work and stuff like that to kind of make her money to where... In MMA, you know, you could fight two, three times a year and you'd be pretty well off, uh, especially if you're fighting at the highest level. Um, the best thing about fighting for the Professional Fighters League is that it's a season, and in that season, you're fighting for a million dollars if you could win that season. Now, with Clarissa Shields, obviously. This is a multi-year deal. 2001, it sounds like it's going to be just non Sorry, that was an action figure that fell. Non-tournament bouts. I expect her to use that year as a warm-up, see how she feels, get in the tournament the next year and hopefully, you know, try to run the run the table in that tournament. I think it's a good move for the Professional Fighters League. Uh, just more legitimate women. Um, 
it is dangerous for her because obviously she has no grappling. Um, and the big name at the PFL in women's lightweight is maybe the best judo judoka we've seen since Ronda Rousey in Kayla Harrison. Maybe better than her, you know, Olympic gold medalist, just a a complete powerhouse. But then you also have, you know, pioneers like Sarah Kaufman and then a beast like Larissa Pacheco. Um, she's not going into this cakewalk at the PFL. Like, you're not just going to walk in and throw hands. These girls are going to take you down. Somebody like Kayla Harrison is going to take you down and beat you up. And it's going to be a long, long night. But, you know, there are people on the PFL roster that, you know, two fights, one fight, you know, five fights. So... It's not like they're the most experienced, but here's the difference. They're, they're experienced in an MMA gym. You're about to enter this whole new world. So I hope that she has all her ducks in a row. You know, I believe the PFL is supposed to start like Super Bowl weekend or something like that. So for me, I hope that she does great. I hope that she comes out swinging, uh, that she gets some semblance of takedown defense and that she could really cause problems for these girls because when it comes to stand-up she's going to be far superior than everybody but you know mixed martial arts isn't a fist fight it's more than that so it should be fun congratulations to the pfl on getting that and uh clarissa get that money girl let's talk about some fight announcements um so right off the bat kevin holland contracting covid19 him not being able to face Jack Hermanson this coming weekend. Um, he will now face Jacare in a few weeks. Um, Michael Johnson versus Clay Guida. Benil Dariush versus Diego Fajera. This is a rematch from 2014 UFC 179. Do you remember what was the main event of UFC 179? I'll tell you, Jose Aldo versus Chad Mendez, too. <laughs> Dude, Benil Darius is the oldest-looking 31-year-old I've ever seen. This dude is two years older than me, and he looks like he's 40. Then we have a fantastic fight at flyweight, Joseph Benavidez versus Askar Asgarov. We have the Philly boy Chris Dawkins versus Alexi Olenek. Chris Dawkins getting that fight against a ranked opponent. I cannot wait. This should be fantastic. Both these guys are good on the ground. Chris Dawkins has dynamite in his hands, but Olenek can pull out a sharp shot as well. That should be a really, really fun fight. Um, then we have Anthony Pettis versus Alex Morano. We have Alexis Davis versus Sabina Mazzo, and that's it for this week. Let's talk about this past weekend's shenanigans. Uh, originally, when I reviewed the card, <laughs> or previewed the card, it was Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. <laughs> um, that got scrapped Friday morning. And then the main event became Anthony Smith versus D 
Devin Clark. First off, well wishes to Curtis Blades, who tested positive for COVID-19. But I did tune in anyway on Saturday because I'm a crazy person. And uh, it was a pretty decent card. Not going to lie, turned it off at the main event. (laughs) 100%. And guess what? I did not go back to watch it. Why? Because sometimes you just got to chill back. It's a holiday weekend. Want to spend time with my family. It was already, it was late. Was it just me or was this card a little later? But let's talk about the fights that I did see. I started off the night, second fight of the night. Sumadarji versus Malcolm Gordon. Sumadarji at flyweight is a beast. This dude just starched Malcolm Gordon in the first round. He finished him by TKO. I am looking forward to seeing more of Sumadarji in the promotion, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, this is his second fight this year, his first fight. August 31st, he defeated Andre Sukumtoth by unanimous decision. So... Sumadarji, I think, is someone to watch in the flyweight division. And I don't know about you, but the flyweight division is alive and well. Uh, there are talks, you know, Henry Cejudo says Davison's holding his belt for him. Listen, dude, don't come back. Don't bring back Mighty Mouse. I don't need any of these guys. These new guys are doing just fine. This division is so much fun. So much more fun without those two guys. And I love Demetrius Johnson. He was such a fantastic fighter to watch. Henry Cejudo, obviously, you know, he calls himself one of the greatest uh, combat sports athletes of all time. To each their own. He is a great fighter, but I'm glad he's gone. The cringe was too much for me. I couldn't take it. Flyweight is just fine where it's at right now. We had a women's flyweight bout. I believe these two girls were vying to keep their job. And in the end, Gina Mazzani defeating Rachel Ostevich by TKO in the third round with these devastating kicks to the body that after two, Rachel Ostevich just couldn't take anymore. She was down for the count. Congratulations, Gina Mazzani. <coughs> and then the featured prelim, we had Martin Day versus Anderson Dos Santos. Anderson Dos Santos getting the victory by submission in the first round. Guillotine choke. Uh, Congratulations, Anderson Dos Santos. Then we move on to the main card, starting off with Jonathan Pierce defeating Kai Kamaka III by TKO, ground and pound, in the second round. Um, We had a fun fight, Norma Dumont versus Ashley Evans-Smith. It goes the three rounds, and Norma Dumont gets the decision victory. <clears throat> maybe my fight of the night, Bill Algio versus Spike Carlisle. This fight was so much fun. Bill Algio, obviously a local guy to right outside of Philadelphia, um, about 45 minutes from King of Prussia, defeating Spark Carlisle by unanimous decision. That was a great fight. I cannot wait to see more of Bill Al. I, I want to see both these guys. Both these guys have performed in their last two fights. Obviously, Bill Algio, I thought he won the fight against Ricardo Lamas, but, you know, you lose to a legend like that close. You can't really be upset. And Spark Carlisle, 
looked great as well in his last fight against Billy Quarantillo. Uh, then we had a heavyweight fight, Parker Porter defeating Josh Parisian. And then my performance of the night, somebody that I told you guys to watch, this was actually my main event, Miguel Baeza versus Takashi Sato. Miguel Baeza getting the submission in the second round by arm triangle choke. Miguel is a problem, man. At 170, yo, I'm going to say it, and I know this is a prospect killer fight, but I want to see Miguel Baeza versus Sean Brady so bad. Oh, my God. Give me that fight right now. Hose me down. Sean Brady versus Miguel Baeza. Whew, Carmel Thunder versus Sean Brady. That is going to be fantastic. And I did not see this fight, but Anthony Smith gets it done in the first round via triangle choke against Devin Clark. Like I said, I didn't see it, but congratulations to Anthony Smith. Uh, It sounds like he feels rejuvenated. I loved hearing him talk in the post-fight press conference about how he, like, almost forgot what it felt like to win again, which is so crazy to think. Like, you don't think about that as... As like a fight fan, like, yo, this guy just been fighting for so long, he forgot what it felt like to win. That's crazy, man. I'm glad that he's back on the winning track. And I think I heard Ariel say this, but I kind of want to see it as well. Yo, if you're going to fight these young guys, just do it. Just take them all out. Yo, you want to fight for the title? You got to fight me. Because honestly, no one really wants to see him fight for the title. But I would love to see him just fight these young guys. That'll be fun. Um, That was this past weekend's MMA event. But this weekend, we have a card also ravaged by, you know, pullouts in the main event. So originally, Jack Hermanson was due to face... Darren Till in the main event of this card. Till had to pull out due to injury. And then the fight was rescheduled to be Jack Hermanson versus Kevin Holland. I was extremely excited for this fight. Like I said, I was excited for Kevin Holland to finally prove me wrong. Um, But Kevin Holland unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19. So... In the ninth hour, Jack Hermanson now faces Marvin Vittori, who was going to fight next weekend against Jacare. Him and Kevin Holland switched out, and now here we are. Jack Hermanson versus Marvin Vittori. Um, Let's start at the bottom of the card, just with some of the more notable names. Uh, We have John Vellante versus Jake Collier at heavyweight. Excuse me. We have Luis Smoka versus Jose Alberto Quinones. That should actually be a really fun fight. Then we have Gabriel Benitez versus Justin James. We have Talia Santos versus Montella De La Rosa. And then in the co-main, we have OSP versus Jamal Hill, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. Jamal Hill, obviously, from last year's contender series defeating his opponent by elbows from the mount um 
then he fought already twice this year, getting a unanimous decision against Darko Stosic, and then defeating Clidson Abreu by knee to the body to ground and pound in the first round uh, in May. So we haven't seen him since May. He's coming back in December to fight a veteran in OSP. You know, Jamal Hill's 8-0 and to OSP's 25-14. and We can't forget how good OSP is. You know, he has great ground game. His last fight, he defeated Alonzo Menafield by counter left hook in the second round. So he has hands as well. Um, but his ground game is the thing that you really have to be careful for. So that should be a really fun fight, you know, that young fighter in Jamal Hill. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I got to see what the odds are. I might put some money on this fight. But then in the main event, we have Jack Hermanson versus Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori, I'm sorry, buddy. You might be my least favorite fighter <laughs> in the UFC. Um, I've never seen someone hold on to a split decision loss like you man I've never seen it you are so happy that you lost to Israel Adesanya by split decision come on big man you got to do better than that that is one of the saddest things I've ever heard like bro you lost (laughs) And you talk about the damn fight like you won it. Come on, man. You got to do better than that, big dog. Now, I'm not looking forward to this because, you know, Jack has had two opponent switches switches in the span of two weeks, which is extremely unfortunate. Um, But Marvin Vittori, I don't really... It's so bad. Like, I don't see... Like, he's not on this level. He is very far from this level. So, for me, I don't see him causing any damage. He's not going to knock Jack Hermanson out. And Jack Hermanson has fantastic ground game. So, I'm going to pick Jack in this fight. As probably I was going to pick him in the Kevin Holland fight. Even though I was... You know, rooting for Kevin Holland, I just didn't see a way for him to beat Jack Hermanson. Jack is just too polished on the ground. We have yet to see how good Kevin Holland is on the ground. So I think that Jack can continue his streak back up to the title, you know, after losing the fight to Jared Cannonier and then obviously coming back and crushing Kelvin Gaslam. Uh, who did put up a fight against Israel, unlike Marvin Vittori. <laughs> I can't, yo, I cannot stand that. I can't believe that someone could be so excited that they lost a fight by split decision. Come on, man. Do you guys remember that fight? Marvin, let it go. And isn't Marvin one of the worst names? Is that the ugliest name? Like, Martin is cool, but then you get Marvin? Get that out of here, man. But this has been another episode of Your Boy Elroy. I am Josh Prep Egina. You can find me on all forms of social media 
Elroy preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram, YBE MMA Podcast. Also on Teespring, teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast. They make a great Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift, or whatever you celebrate. So please grab that. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.